Welcome to the Ogletree Deacons Podcast, a brief discussion of compelling legal issues and practical insights. Please note that the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be, nor should it be construed as legal advice. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. Please enjoy the program. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for the Ogletree Deacons podcast. My name is Karen Tynan. I'm a shareholder in Sacramento, and here with me today is my BFF, Kevin Bland. He's he's my favorite shareholder in Orange County. And today we have an interesting podcast, another one of our case studies in workplace safety. And this case study, we're going to be talking about not just one case, but a couple of our skylight falls that we've handled over the years. So skylight fall cases. And um, Kevin, tell me why you think these are interesting. I agree with you. I'm glad we're recording this podcast. Why do you think the skylight fall cases are interesting and helpful to discuss? Well, because they all kind of have a unique issue that led to the accident that most employers wouldn't think about. And in these cases, that are unique. You know, the idea of a skylight, they're in tons of buildings. They're there. They're kind of open and obvious in the case, at least we're talking about because the skylights are already installed. And I think we can take some lessons from, from some of these. And I'll give you like the first one that I'm going to talk about is a skylight on an existing building where they were going to install new solar panels on this particular building. Okay. Okay. And the part that is interesting about this one is there was a lot of due diligence prior to deciding what they were going to do about these skylights. So one unique issue was every one of the skylights had a label from the manufacturer that says meets fall protection standards and cited the federal standard. And when they went up, they did their pre-job inspection before they were doing to decide whether they needed what they needed to do with this. They see these labels. Now, this was in California. Well, right. so it didn't cite the Cal OSHA right. fall protection. It cited the federal. So that was one issue. And they said, well, okay, let's take a look at the manufacturer's website just to double check things. And what did they have on the website? A big machine that shows them testing the strength of these. Oh. And so it was this big plunger that would go through and show when the braking strength was. And the braking strength from the manufacturer on these particular skylights for this make and model, uh-huh. it didn't fail until something like 2,800 pounds. Okay. Okay. There, you know, if you were covering a skylight, it only needs to hold, I think, 250, right? Right. So that okay, sounds great. Yeah, we're golden, right? And so they did all this due diligence. And they and then the other thing is they're putting on this existing building all of these new solar panels. Well, they weigh something, right? And the building when it was built back in whatever the 70s wasn't designed for solar panels. And okay. so they got that weighted in. So now if you're gonna add something to the the skylights, like a, one of those metal covers that go right. over these things. Uh, that's going to add weight on top of the material that's going to be installed in there. So there was a lot of factors and a lot of due diligence went in this. What happens? Two guys are carrying a panel, not too far away. Guy trips, falls, goes through, dies. Right. So he falls through the skylight as he's trying to carry the solar panel. Right. 
So he weighed 180 pounds. Uh, the solar panel weighed 47 pounds. So do the math, right? He's still he under- should have been okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, due diligence is really a subjective matter. Yes. And so what the judge said was, I'm so glad you did this diligence, but why didn't you say, hey, this this plastic cover has been up there since 1974. Sun deteriorates it. It's not right. going to have the same strength in the manufacturer. So the moral to the story is sometimes you can do all this diligence, but it may be one step short. So think about that. And when it comes to skylights, cool. always think about the deterioration factor on the skylight. Right. So that's the safety part, not really the legal part, but the safety part. Right. And so in this case, that was that was what mm-hmm. it hinged on. That's one case. Now, I think you had you had uh, yes. a case you wanted to talk about uh, as well, dealing with skylights. One of my bigger cases, and it was a series of citations, the same kind of thing, flat roof, skylights. And the roofing contractor was retarring, repairing the roof with the, the hot tar and the paper. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've all seen that. And you, you drive by and you smell the hydrocarbons mm-hmm. and the guys have that machine that's keeping the tar hot and they've got the big rolls of paper they're taking up there. But in that case, we had some training gaps. And when you put the hot tar on the roof with the paper, there's a guy rolling the paper and sometimes walking backwards. You know, you got it's a two-person job. And what we had happen was one guy fell through a skylight on this warehouse and it was a fatality and it was awful. And um, we just didn't have the documentation uh, to really support that they were well-trained in using fall protection or even in identifying the hazards of the skylights. They weren't even working near the edge of the building, right? Right. They were up on the roof. Then unfortunately what happened is a few months later doing the same thing with another hot tar machine, same company, and a guy falls through a skylight. He actually landed. He didn't fall that far and he had some really tough injuries and so with two very similar incidents through skylights happening in such a short span, so we had Willfuls, we had the BOI referral, uh, we had the DA involved very early. Same district office for Calosha? Yes. In that case, uh, with BOI, you know, it made it very difficult to move forward and BOI was aggressive and they felt that, hey, you know, you have one case happen, but you had the second case, right? You know, it just, it didn't um, sit well with them. And with the DA getting involved so early, we certainly knew that there were criminal charges for the the leadership in the company. What county was it? Sonoma County. Sonoma County, okay. And so with that, we ended up, and it took a ton of different work and a ton of different coordination. We settled the citations and the workers' comp series and willfuls and the criminal cases in a giant ball, which is extremely, you get it. Yeah, you, never, very seldom to get global. I get this question all again. We do a global settlement. Uh-huh. Well, you're, it's different entities, different. Right. That, and generally it's the BOI first, then Cal OSHA, then the S&W. Right. And to do it all at once. But here's the thing we knew. We knew the company had limited assets. And so we wanted to make sure that the serious and willful payout 
didn't come last, right, after criminal penalties or something, well, then the widow's left with nothing. And we certainly made that pitch to the DA, and they were very understanding. But I think that we can't convey enough what a heavy lift it is to do global settlements and to try to pull all these different parties and people together who who aren't stakeholders in a similar outcome, right? Some want money. Some want you know, a a pound of flesh, right? Some want you to have a citation on your record. So so because there's such a different want from everybody, I think it's incredibly difficult. And and what comes to mind on this too, is this sounds like a case that you had or cases that you had that was almost like bet the company cases. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's because it had this all gone to fruition based on this, this accident. They, they'd be out of business. They right. could put them out of business. Put them out of business. And then you tell Cal Ocean, the DA, like, hey, the, we're going to, you know, lay off or fire 40, 50, 60 people. Like, that's not what you want. We've, we've implemented this abatement, these new safety standards. Let's figure out how to divide a pot of money and some other, you know, things and, and move forward. And that certainly is what happened. And... It was incredibly difficult, and I think one of the other aspects of that case that that is helpful for employers to hear about is the impact among coworkers. You know, it was really difficult for all the people involved. It was incredibly traumatizing. One accident is enough. (laughs) I think it was very hard, and there was a parallel civil case uh, based on premises liability, and so you have all these guys going through depositions, going through witness interviews, not just with the Cal OSHA case, right? That's enough. But this is a civil case, criminal interviews, BOIs out there. These guys are getting re-injured and re-traumatized every time they tell the story. Right. And I think the employers understanding how you deal with the the accident, the fatality, and you're like, okay, I've, I've kind of corralled these resources and we're doing A, B, and C. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. Would you? Right. You're nodding at me, but yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And this just brings me to, in a case like this, when there's a fatality, and you just heard Karen explain all the moving parts, we have clients that will wait to call us until they got the citations. And they don't even realize they've been in a criminal investigation for six months. Right. Because they don't tell you that until it's late. And sometimes, you know, a DA may show up like in this case, but very seldom is that the case right. to get that tell. And so it's so important to to handle these from day one especially with the idea with, that this is going to happen a fatality and especially with Skylight cases. Oh, yeah. And with BOI, I think you've made a good point. That I can't remember which podcast but you talked about how the business cards for the BOI guys look the same yeah, yeah, exactly. as the regular inspector. Exactly. And so the client will say, oh, yeah, I, I got this card from this inspector. Yeah. And, and I talked we, to him already. I already told him everything no that happened. Don't worry. They're really nice and friendly. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you see the card or I see the card and we get like a little bit in a twist. We're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that was a criminal investigation. So I remind I had a case that was a a roofing case uh, as well, similar in the concept that that in this case they were getting ready to uh, redo the the roof and they had a controlled access zone set up, right? And for those that don't know what a controlled access zone, you don't always have to have positive fall protection 
around a skylight if you have a zone, a six-foot zone set up and a spotter and uh, some other administrative things that comply with the regulation. In this case, that's what they did. However, the foreman was also the spotter and was also vacuuming the rocks up and backed off into it and, and fell to his death, unfortunately. So what one thing that I learned on this case was something that that happened and I got into this case late after actually they were already dealing with the criminal matter and they called me in to, to try to unwind some things, uh, which which we did. But one of the things that I had to unwind was there is an agency. I think it's the health and safety agency of the state that whenever there's a fatality, they'll call the, the company up and they're not Cal OSHA. They're not in enforcement and they want to do a video, a prevention video. And they say, hey, look, this isn't an investigation. Can you can we reenact what happened in this video so we can send this out and prevent this from happening again? Well, who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to prevent this? Well, when you do that, and this is the lesson learned from this, is although they're right, it isn't for that. That was exhibit A with the DA of this reenactment, which may or not have been may have been accurate as to what happened. And and so that created a whole trail of admissions based on this and allowing that to do it. So I have allowed these videos to happen, but after everything's settled, because we want to do right. prevention. So that's a lesson learned from that. And I do have clients that want to do like a PowerPoint, like it'll be a general contractor and they'll say, hey, we're going to this trade association and we want to talk about this incident because we found this nuance here. Right. And I'm like you, I'll say, you know, let's wait till we're done here because that PowerPoint is going to come out or someone's going to take a little videotape of you talking about the lack of fall protection or that Jimmy wasn't trained or what we should have done, could have done, didn't do in hindsight, hindsight's always 2020. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think it's important to think about in these fall cases, we know that fall protection is a top citation in California, right? Listen to our workplace safety by the numbers podcast. There you go. We also know that falls are uh, a top category for fatalities, for leading to fatalities, just like electric contact, things like that, right? Failure to lock out energy. Yeah. Struck by for getting hit by heavy equipment. So we know that falls are an area where you can focus resources. And do we have time for one more? Sure. Okay. So one last one, another skylight case. This one was unique. And this one is one that people can learn a lesson from as well. So this was a maintenance person and it was a, a, they didn't own the building. They didn't own it. They, they had a factory inside. It was a guy that does the maintenance on the machines and stuff. Okay, your regular facilities yeah, guy. Yeah, facilities guy, right? So the air conditioning was having an issue. And they and what they usually did was call an air conditioning company and sent them up on the roof, up the ladder that says right, do not enter thing. the whole bit. And he said, well, you know what? I think it might just be this. I'm going to go up and take a look. He went up oh. to take a look and tripped and fell through a skylight to his death. And so what what the issue here was, we didn't have fall protection training, skylight training, nothing because it wasn't in his job duties. It wasn't something and no one told him to to go up there. And so that's something too to kind of think about. 
But yeah. that's the lesson learned from this is making sure that you have ways to prevent people that are trying to do the right thing, but can lead to a fatality. And so that was the thing I took away from that. That one didn't end up with a criminal investigation. Well, I had an investigation, but no criminal charges because it was a fatality. And, you know, there was a pretty good lack of knowledge, due diligence defense. And, and we got a great deal at the end of the day, a legitimate deal uh, on it because of that. But the fact was, you know, we still had a life lost and we yeah. had someone trying to do the right thing and something that really, in hindsight, was it preventable? Yeah, we could have had the, 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 the ladder locked with the chain on right. it so they couldn't access the the roof. Right. I think that's important lesson because hindsight is going to be 2020. And in these skylight cases, maybe you'll only fall 10 feet, but maybe you're going to fall 40 feet. And when you fall that far, the statistics aren't good for you. Yeah. When I was an iron worker, it was basically anything over 30 feet. That's why you say, how can people do high rises and walk 150 or 200 feet in the air, 20 story or 50 stories, 100 stories? Because it really doesn't matter. After the third floor, the end result's the same. So <laughs> it didn't matter how high you were after three after after three stories. Well, words of wisdom, Kevin. So I, I appreciate everyone listening to our podcast. Thanks so much. Don't forget to look for our blog post uh, on ogletree.com. We have so many podcasts, Cal OSHA, Workplace Safety. We also have some recorded webinars. So take a look at those too. Have a great day. And of course, stay safe. Thanks, everyone. Have a safe day. Thank you for joining us on the Ogletree Deacons podcast. You can subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. And remember, the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as legal advice.